Welcome to Recovering from Everything, a podcast for everyone who's ever had anything happen to them, ever. Today's episode, Recovering from Divorce. I do want to full disclosure preface this with I now have the best relationship ever with my ex-husband, his wife, their daughters, and we are one big happy modern family, but of course, it was not always like this. We went through a couple of years of really struggling, silent treatment, blowing up each other's phones with texts, passive aggression, all of that. I'll start at the beginning, give you a little intro, and then I'll let you know how we got here. When my ex and I decided to split, We'd been together for eight years, married for six. We had a daughter, two dogs, lovely home, just living the dream. It sort of turned out that we were we were just friends. We were pretty much roommates. Anyway, he started dating what is his now wife uh, pretty soon after we split. And I remember him showing me her Bumble profile. And she was so beautiful and she looked fun and sweet and she was younger than me and had a really great job. And she was also super tall and he's super tall. And I was really, really sort of happy for him at first. And it took a couple of weeks for it to really sink in. And kind of one day to the next, I felt really redundant And I remember driving home from the grocery store and I wanted to die. Like I actually wanted to unalive myself. I felt so redundant. Here's this successful, gorgeous power couple. They're both, you know, tall like trees, just this big presence in the world. And I felt insignificant, useless. In that moment, I wanted to not exist. I felt like there was just no point for me anymore in the world. And it it wasn't a long ideation. And I did eventually snap out of it, if only for the love and admiration from our daughter. She cannot exist without me. She idolizes me. And if if there's nobody else in the world that has that kind of love for me, she's got it. And I know that. And I did manage to snap out of it. And there was after that a period of such intense fear for my future that I suggested he and I get back together. And I did sort of know then that I just needed the comfort and the safety and security and stability of the life that we had already. He came back at me and said, what's going to be different? And I had no answer because when I thought about it, the truth was nothing was going to be different. And I remember feeling so like caught off guard in that moment. And I knew the answer then was nothing was, well, I'm afraid and you need to tend to me and make this better. And there was absolutely nothing that was going to be different. I just was afraid. We did not get back together. It wasn't 
really even an option. And he comforted me as best he could keeping, keeping that separation there. And, and I appreciated that, but I did go through ugly spells of why is she better than me? And I would call him and be angry and, you know, say horrible things about this, this gorgeous woman that I I hadn't even met her yet. And I just hated her because of how afraid I felt about myself and my future. And their relationship progressed. And eventually a few months later, he said, you know, she wants to meet you. And the context of this was so wild because I had just dropped our daughter off at his house and I wasn't feeling super great. And I knew that I wanted to start feeling a bit calmer about my life and about our situation. And I opened this book uh, and it, you're going to laugh, but it was the like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday book. And I opened it to some random page and it was it was like a paragraph about feeling at one with humanity and the world. And that's what I was reading and buzz, you know, my cell phone goes off and it's my ex-husband and he says, she'd like to meet you. Can we make this happen? And it was the exact perfect timing. And I said, absolutely. Give her my number. She texted me. I invited her over for tea. We ended up hanging out for three hours. You know, she said, I haven't met your daughter yet, but I feel like I love her and I love, you know, him and I'm committed to this relationship. And we took a selfie that day and sent it to my ex-husband and he thought that was the weirdest thing ever. And I still think it's the funniest thing ever, but that was sort of the beginning of all of us committing to making this this work and not just in a co-parenting situation but we all were on the same page that we wanted this to be a friendship that honestly lasted for a couple of months if even that once we'd had established um the beginning of our relationship they wanted to get bring our daughter into the mix and I was not ready for that yet and I mean I didn't want to expose her to that yet either her dad and I had split literally five months prior I just didn't think it was time yet so I asked them to hold off and they did and they weren't happy and there was a lot of passive-aggressive texts and a lot of persuasive texts uh, trying to get me to bend a little bit I did not I think that they were ready to bring our daughter into the mix at about three months and it ended up being five months before I said, okay, you know what? There was like an event and I said, how about like we all go and it won't be a formal like, this is daddy's special friend, but it'll just be, oh, you know, we're in a giant group thing and and this is her and, and that's it. So I arranged that and um, I hung out there maybe for half an hour. We took another really bizarre family photo and uh, and then I left and then I, I let them have like their time and I thought that was very grown up of me. Anyways, I started dating someone 
I didn't know at the time, I know now, years later in hindsight, that as a person in recovery, my development has been arrested a number of times. Uh, My emotional development was arrested when I started using. So I just stopped developing coping skills and stopped, you know, uh, regulating my emotions because I had drugs and alcohol. And what I did not know to be a thing that I definitely know to be true now was I arrested my development of the standards that I have for a partner. So I got really lucky with my ex-husband. He was a very normal, regular, lovely, wonderful human. So when I started dating again, I was dating as the emotionally underdeveloped, low standards, loves me a bad boy girl. And so I started dating pretty sick people and I fully committed to these people. There was a couple of them that were really, 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 really bad choices. And so the first one that I got into a serious relationship with, he also had kids. We became one big happy little family immediately, which understandably pissed off my co-parents because how come I could do that and how come I didn't have to show them the same level of respect, right? And there were moments of kindness that we had, but those moments were few and far between. And mostly we were just blowing up each other's phones with accusatory things and just everyone was really, really hurt. And I was really, really defensive. That relationship ended, I think we made it honestly, maybe about five or six months. And it was a nightmare pretty much the entire time for me. But I was so scared to end it because I had to prove to them that this was a lifelong commitment, right? I I felt trapped in this relationship. So I really, really tried to make it work for, oh my God, what felt like an eternity, but really it was just a few months and I had to fake being in a normal relationship for my daughter and for my co-parents who were super mad at me. So that blew up on my face. I uh, stayed single for a little bit, which was really difficult for me. I wasn't healing from anything. I was basically abstaining from relationships. And there's a major difference between abstaining and healing and being in recovery. And I was just abstaining from relationships. So it was a nightmare but I went ahead and kept dating anyway. And we were really, really struggling, uh, really struggling. X felt like I was getting into trouble. I remember getting a text message one morning because we weren't speaking and it was just a picture of our divorce certificate. And I was like, wow, I just got divorced through a text message. Okay, cool. But that's where we were. Our daughter, my my ex-husband's daughter, who we were all now parenting, she's like the root of us. Like she's the thing that kept us having to see each other and kept us having to stay connected. But it was actually uh, the tail end of COVID that brought us together. That was a turning point. We'd spent my daughter's birthday together, which was gorgeous. And I held their baby the whole time. And they had come over for my birthday and and we'd done like a special thing there, but it really was Christmas where we spent the whole day and evening together as like a family Christmas. 
my ex and I fully had established that like we were we were just friends like that much was obvious and I love him so deeply and I know him so well and he knows me but just a really old friend that has known him for a long time and and we've got a kid together this may be if you still are in love with your ex this this might not apply to you but um I don't even consider us like divorced anymore like I even though like I joke about it and he'll be like he'll do something annoying and obnoxious and I'll be like I want a divorce and haha we laugh but so disconnected from our old reality and so ingrained in our new beautiful reality it's like friendship vibe that we have is easily the most important relationship in my life and I did have to set aside my defenses my especially my need to live a life that I thought could rationalize. My dad said something to me and this is only occurring to me right now, but my dad sa- said something to me a lot when I was growing up and he said you can't be happy if you're hurting other people. And this is so true in this dynamic. We righteously were hurting each other and we had to put that perceived righteous anger aside and figure out how to compromise what works. And once we started doing that and putting our family first and not us as individuals first, right? When we started putting our unit first and our dynamic first and stopped trying to hurt each other and stopped justifying why it was okay that we were hurting each other, everything changed everything got easier even now when we have uncomfortable conversations where maybe we're on different pages about things with our daughter we sit down and we say okay uncomfortable conversation like let's do it and we put each other's feelings at the foreground and how can we make sure that our family stays number 1 and it's not me versus you, you know, me and my daughter versus them or them and my daughter versus me or whatever. It's like, how is our family coming first so that our family can stay together? And what's going to be the compromise where we are all going to be okay? Their daughter, their daughter's what's the best decision so that our family can stay thriving in the future. So that was the recovery from divorce. It definitely felt like a divorce at the beginning and now it just feels like the best family dynamic that I've ever had. With it comes three happy daughters and is such a good demonstration of a family unit, pure, wholesome love for each other that all three of our girls get to see. That is how I recovered from my divorce. It started with 
a book called Super Soul Sundays by Oprah and a paragraph quote by Deepak Chopra and a lot of letting go of my perception of righteous anger and my perception that I could just do whatever I wanted all the time. And if I want to have healthy, loving relationships, I've got to be flexible. This is the Recovering From Everything podcast, a podcast for everyone who has ever had anything happen.